Good morning, dear friends. Welcome to the retreat, the science of the Buddha. We have come from many parts of the world to be together for 21 days. And uh, yesterday we have been, um, we were given instructions as how to enjoy our 21 days together. Of course, uh, during the retreat, we shall uh, try to find out uh, how can we make good use of the insight of us by science and Buddhism in order to uh, bring more happiness and peace and well-being to our life and to the life of the world. But um, 21 days Uh, Being together is a great opportunity for all of us to uh, practice in order to get uh, the transformation, the healing, the nourishment that uh, we all need. When we practice together as uh, a group, we generate uh, a collective uh, energy of mindfulness concentration, compassion, brotherhood. And that collective energy of uh, mindfulness and peace and compassion can be very healing and nourishing. Uh, Most of us know how to breathe, how to walk, how to sit in order to help uh, generate that energy of mindfulness, of peace, of compassion. And together by sitting, by walking, by eating, by breathing, we will generate uh, that collective uh, energy of of mindfulness, of peace, of brotherhood. And uh, every, every one of us will profit from that collective energy and get the healing, get the nourishment, and the transformation. Uh, we shall begin our retreat uh, with um, some chanting offered by the monastics. <coughs> This is not uh, exactly a prayer, but uh, a kind of practice. Uh, the practice of listening to our own suffering and the suffering of the world. There is suffering inside of us and there is suffering in the world. And usually we don't like to get in touch with the suffering in us and in the world because we believe that it's not pleasant. We are afraid of getting in touch. But there is a way to get in touch with the suffering without being overwhelmed by it. In the Buddhist tradition, we learn that uh, there is a a deep connection between suffering and happiness. And if we do not understand suffering, we we don't understand happiness. If we do not know how to handle suffering, 
And then we do not know how to handle happiness. It is like um, planting, growing uh, lotus flowers. You need the mud in order to grow lotus flowers. Without the mud, you cannot produce uh, lotus flowers. The same thing is true with uh, <coughs> suffering and happiness. You need suffering in order to grow happiness. The fact is that suffering and happiness, they always go together. Without one, the other cannot be. It is like a left and right. You cannot expect to have only the left and remove the right. It is impossible. If uh, politically you are on the left, you know that you should not hope for the right to disappear altogether. Because if the right disappears altogether, you disappear also. That is why uh, happiness and suffering uh, are connected with each other. And if you understand suffering, you understand happiness. If you know how to handle suffering, you will know how to produce happiness and handle happiness. And the fact is that there is suffering in us. I don't like to, and we do not like to get in touch because we believe that it's not pleasant. That is our problem and the problem of the world. And the market provides us with everything in order to help us run away from ourselves. Help us not to to get in touch with uh, the suffering inside. We consume in order to to uh, to ignore the suffering inside of us. We consume in order to uh, cover up the suffering in us. Uh, even if we are not uh, hungry, we eat. Eating is uh, a way to cover up the suffering inside. When we watch television, even if the program is not very good, but we do not have the courage to turn it off, because uh, when we know that when we turn it off, we have to go back to ourselves and get in touch with the suffering inside. So we consume not because we need to consume, but because we are afraid of being in touch with the suffering inside of us. And most of us practice like that in the world. Trying to run out, to run away from our suffering. And that is why we do not have a chance to listen to our own suffering. Uh, to understand our suffering in order to transform it. We know that the suffering inside of us carries within itself the suffering of our father, our mother, and our ancestors. If we understand our own suffering, we will understand the suffering of our father, our mother, and our ancestors.
ancestors might not have uh, had a chance to get in touch with uh, the practice. They can help them to transform their suffering, and that is why they have uh, transmitted their suffering to us. So the suffering in us is not only our own suffering, but the suffering of our parents, our ancestors. And if we are able to understand that suffering and to transform it, and then we do that not for only for ourselves, but for our parents and for our ancestors, that is a liberation. That is the end of uh, samsara for everyone in the lineage. And that is why it's very important for us to have the courage to go home to ourselves in order to get in touch with the suffering, to listen to us, to it, to embrace it tenderly. And we know that the suffering in us also reflects the suffering of the world. There's a lot of suffering in the world caused by discrimination, fear, anger, despair. And our suffering inside of us reflects that kind of suffering also. That is why it's very crucial for us to understand our own suffering in order to understand the suffering of the world. Because we are motivated by the desire to be something, to be someone, to do something in order to help uh, relieve the suffering in the world. And how can we do that without uh, understanding the nature of uh, suffering? And uh, if we understand our own suffering, and then it will become much easier for us to understand the suffering of the other person and of the world. And then we are able to look at them with the eyes of compassion. Like when we are able to look at him, at her, and the world with uh, the eyes of compassion, we don't suffer anymore. And we do not have the intention to retaliate, to punish anymore. We have the intention to do something, to be someone that can help him or her or the world to suffer less. Why? Because understanding suffering always brings about compassion. It is, it is like uh, the lotus and the mud. Without the mud, there is no lotus. Without suffering, without understanding suffering, there is no compassion. Compassion is born from the understanding of compassion, of uh, suffering. That is why every one of us should learn how to embrace suffering, to listen to it deeply, to have a deep look into the nature of suffering. And by doing so, we allow the energy of compassion, of love, to be born. And when the energy of compassion is born, we suffer less right away. And when we suffer less, when we have compassion in ourselves, we can understand easily the suffering of another person of the world. And we do not have any more the intention to punish. We only have the intention to help. 
So when the monastics uh, chant uh, the name of Avalokita, their practice is to go back to themselves and get in touch with the suffering inside. Avalokita is a person who knows how to listen to suffering. The Bodhisattva of deep listening. Quang Thế Âm, Quang Yin is the one who knows how to listen deeply to the suffering inside and in the world. Just listen and you allow the energy of compassion to be born and to flow and you suffer less. So when the monastics send the name of uh, Avalokita for the first time, they focus their mindfulness on their own suffering. And when they send it for the second time, they become aware of the suffering of those who are around them. And when they chant, uh, they chant uh, the name for the third time, they will focus the attention on the suffering in the world. And during the process of uh, practice, practicing mindfulness of suffering, this is a mindfulness of suffering. The object of our mindfulness is suffering. Uh, we allowed understanding and compassion to be born. Understanding here means understanding of suffering. And that understanding of suffering will naturally bring about the birth of uh, compassion. And with compassion, we suffer less right away. So when uh, we listen to the chanting, We should allow ourselves to be fully present in the here and the now. We should sit in such a way that our body can relax. So that the collective energy of the Sangha can penetrate into our body. We should give up the fighting. We just allow ourselves to be there. Uh, We may like to follow our in-breath and out-breath and allow our body to relax. There is uh, tension and pain in our body. We have allowed tension to be accumulated in our body. And this is a chance for us to allow the tension to be released. Just by allowing the energy of mindfulness, the collective energy of mindfulness, to penetrate in our body and help embrace and release the tension. And in a few minutes of listening like that, we feel better because we are able to release the tension in our body thanks to the collective energy of mindfulness generated by the chanting and by the listening. And if we can release the tension, we can also reduce the amount of pain in our body.
and we feel better. And if we have uh, some uh, sorrow and fear, anger, despair in our heart, we might like to open our heart so that uh, the collective energy of the Sangha could penetrate and help embrace the block of fear, anger, despair in us. We practice like this. Dear Sangha, here is my anger, here is my fear, here is my despair. Alone, I cannot, I am not able to embrace it. So please help me to recognize the suffering in me and embrace the suffering in me. I I take refuge in the Sangha. We practice like a drop of water, allow itself to be embraced and transported by the river. We become a river. It's much easier. And when the drop of water ceases to be a drop of water and become the river, she suffers less right away. And that is taking refuge in the Sangha. You allow the Sangha to embrace you, to embrace your pain, your sorrow. You trust the Sangha. You allow that collective energy of the Sangha to embrace your pain and your sorrow. And if we are able to do that, you will suffer less after a few minutes of practice. Surrender to the Sangha. Allow the Sangha to embrace and to transport us. Behave like a, a river and not a drop of water. Go as a river. And if uh, we have someone at home who suffers, who could not come to the retreat, we can very well send this energy to him or to her just by thinking of that person or calling his or her name silently. And then this uh, collective energy of the Sangha will be channeled to him or, or her at home or in the hospital. And they will feel better. But the essential is that uh, while listening to the chanting, we allow uh, ourselves to be fully present in the here and the now. Just feeling our own presence and the presence of the Sangha. And by doing so, we stop all thinking. It's very important to stop the thinking. Because the thinking can bring us away from the here and the now. And by uh, focusing, focusing our attention on our in-breath and our breath, uh, become aware that we are here in the Sangha, uh, like a river, so you enjoy the feeling of being together. And you allow the collective energy of Sangha to penetrate. And that can be very healing and transforming. Being the here and the now, and entrust yourself to the Sangha. That is our practice during the time of listening. And uh, chanting like that, listening like that, we are able to get in touch with suffering inside of us, the suffering of our uh, brothers and sisters, 
and the suffering in the world and allow the energy of compassion to be born in our heart, which is very healing and transforming.
Dear friends, I always think that uh, the 21-day retreat is the best of uh, all retreats because we have uh, enough time to be together and we can go deeper. Sitting meditation is something that uh, can be very enjoyable. So we should uh, learn how to enjoy our sitting. And the pleasure of sitting, we have to find out what is the pleasure of sitting. Every time we feel uh, we are restless, we are not calm, we don't know what to do. That's when we need to sit down. And if we know how to sit, a few minutes later, we feel much better. Always like that. We should learn how to, to sit and to enjoy sitting. Sitting is to feel that you are alive, that you don't have anything to do, you just enjoy sitting. The day when uh, Nelson Mandela came to France for a visit, he met uh, President uh, Mitterrand, and the press here asked him what he would like to do the most. And he said, sit down and do nothing. He said that since the time he was released from prison, he was so busy as uh, a president. As, and uh, he did not have the time to sit and enjoy sitting. Well, if we, ha- we are given time to sit, to do nothing, we should know how to sit, how to do nothing. Because sitting is a pleasure. It can be nourishing, healing. So with a cushion, uh, without a cushion, uh, in a chair, we should learn how to enjoy sitting. Maybe 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, and so on. And... uh, Every time we feel that um, we are not very peaceful, we have some suffering, we are restless, we don't know what exactly to do. Sitting is the best thing to do. And uh, you sit down and immediately you follow your in-breath and out-breath. You enjoy breathing in, you enjoy breathing out. You breathe in in a way that can give you pleasure. You breathe out in such a way that can give you pleasure. You breathe in in a way that you are aware that your body is there. You breathe out in such a way that you can release the tension in your body. And if you are in touch with your body, you can be in touch with the wonders of life around around you. 
So there is an exercise given by the Buddha breathing in, I am aware of my body. That is connecting mind to body. Sometimes we, we work with our computer. We are completely lost in the work and we, don't, we do not remember that we have a body. The monastics in Village and also the lay practitioners used to, uh, they like to, uh, to, uh, to program a bell mindfulness on their computer. And every quarter of an hour, uh, the bell is invited in a computer and they have a chance to stop and to go back to their body and to enjoy the fact that they have a body. And breathing in and out three times are enough to release the tension in the body, to smile, and then they will continue the work. And you might like to do the same. You can download the Bell of Mindfulness from uh, Plum Village website. And uh, when you are not restless, you are, when you are um, okay, uh, sitting gives you pleasure. Sitting is very nourishing and healing. So you should enjoy sitting. We just enjoy sit there, allow our body to relax, and enjoy breathing in and breathing out. And during that time, there is no thinking whatsoever. Because uh, we, enjoy, we, we enjoy breathing in, breathing out. We enjoy releasing the tension, we enjoy our body. And that is why you don't need to think. If your mind is focused on your in-breath and out-breath, you can release the past, the future, your projects. You are free. Breathing in, I am aware of my in-breath. So your in-breath becomes the object, the only object of your mind. And when your in-breath is the only object of your mind, you release everything else. You become a free person. Freedom is possible with your in-breath. And freedom can be obtained in two, three seconds. You release all the, all the sorrow and regret about the past. You release all the uncertainty and fear about the future. You enjoy breathing in. You are a free person. Is it possible to measure the degree of freedom of someone who is breathing in in mindfulness? Without that freedom, there is no real happiness possible. So practice mindfulness is to get freedom, free from, from the past, from the future, from your projects, from your worries, and enjoy the fact that you are alive. Breathing in mindfully, you always bring home bring your mind home to your body. And when body and mind are together, you are there in the here and the now. You are truly alive. The first, uh, the first uh, 
exercise on mindful breathing that the Buddha proposed is breathing in. I know this is uh, my in-breath. You recognize your in-breath as an in-breath. While breathing in, you know that you are breathing in and you can enjoy breathing in. A good practitioner always enjoy her breath in-breath and she doesn't have to suffer breathing in. And she also uh, enjoy her out breath and she can smile while breathing out. So joy and happiness is possible with your in-breath and your out-breath. The exercise is a very simple, but the effect is great because you become a free person. You touch the miracle of being alive. Because someone who is already dead does not breathe in and out anymore. So the simple of breathing in and breathing out in mindfulness helps you to be free and to touch the most wonderful miracle, the miracle of being alive, still being alive. And you don't need to make any effort. You breathe in and out mindfully and uh, naturally and you enjoy. Breathing in and out can be nourishing, healing, make you free. And the second exercise of mindful breathing is um, to follow your in-breath all the way through. Suppose your in-breath last four seconds. It begins here and in here. You breathe in and in during, during the time of breathing in, your mind is focused entirely on your in-breath. There is no interruption at all. So you enjoy more your in-breath and concentration is deeper during the time you breathe in. You breathe in, in. So the first exercise is to be with your in-breath and your out-breath. You are with your in-breath. You are not with anything else. The in-breath is the only object of your mind. And there is mindfulness and there is a concentration generated by the act of breathing in. And that alone makes you free from the past, from the future, from your worries. And that makes you uh, uh, enjoy the miracle of uh, being alive. And the second exercise is to follow Follow your in-breath and out-breath all the way through. You enjoy more when your mindfulness and your concentration is deeper. Mindfulness and concentration is a source of happiness.
and by breathing in and out mindfully, by following your in-breath and out-breath without interruption, you, re- you generate the energy of mindfulness and concentration. And the third exercise of mindful breathing is to be with your body. Breathing in, I'm aware of my body. You bring your mind back to your body and you remember that you have a body. Your body is a a wonder. And your body contains the whole cosmos in it. Your your body has uh, Mother Earth in it, Father Sun in it, the stars in it. And if you can get in touch truly with your body, you get in touch with the whole cosmos. The whole cosmos has come together in order to help your body to manifest as a wonder. That is why to get in touch with your body is to get in touch with life and, and the whole cosmos. And that can be very pleasant. And when, uh, and the, when you practice uh, the fourth exercise of mindful breathing, you help your body to release the tension. Breathing in, I allowed my body to release all the tension. Calming the body. This is the first four exercises on mindful breathing that we should try to master because uh, because uh, it bring they, they can bring a lot of happiness. And we can practice these four exercises: uh, sitting, lying down, walking, driving, uh, cooking, uh, taking a shower. It can bring happiness and peace. Suppose you sit on the bus from the New Hamlet to the Lower Hamlet. You have 20 minutes and you can enjoy breathing in, breathing out, breathing. And you can get in touch with your body. You can get in touch with the landscape outside. And during that time, you just enjoy. You allow... uh, to yourself to be in touch with the feelings and you can stop your thinking. Learning to stop the thinking is very, very important. When you think, you may get lost in your thinking. Uh, our thinking can be sometimes productive, but uh, most of the time our thinking is not productive. It takes us away. You usually get lost in your thinking. I think, therefore, I am not there. <laughs> I breathe, I am there. <laughs> So what you do in the sitting 
is to enjoy the sitting. And if we know how to practice these four exercises, and then the sitting becomes very pleasant. And every minute of sitting can be nourishing and healing. In our modern time, sitting there is a luxury. But as practitioners, we can enjoy sitting in the morning, in the evening, and even when we uh, sit uh, on the bus, we can also uh, enjoy uh, sitting and breathing. And when we master the four exercises of uh, mindful breathing, we enjoy more our practice of sitting. To sit is to feel alive, to enjoy the fact that we are alive. When we sit like that, we can release all the tension. Uh, We can feel the, the joy of being alive, and we can get in touch with our body, and when we can, and then we can also get in touch with uh, all the wonders of life around us. Then there is the practice of uh, mindful uh, walking. During the practice of walking, we also stop our thinking. If you think while we walk, you are not really walking. During the time we walk, we focus our attention on the steps. And uh, we coordinate our breathing with our walking. And of course, uh, when you focus your attention on your in-breath and your step, you are a free person. You walk as a free person on this planet Earth. And you enjoy every step. When we walk with the Sangha, we should not walk too slowly. Alone we can practice slow walking meditation. But with the Sangha, we have to walk normally. And breathing in, you may like to make uh, two or three steps. And you may say, I have arrived. I have arrived. I have arrived in the here and the now, where life is available. I have arrived means I don't run, I don't want to run anymore. I have run all my life. Now I decide to live my life properly. So every step brings me home to the here and the now so that I can touch life deeply. I have arrived. It means I don't want to run. And the destination of arrival is the here and the now, where true life is possible. My body is there. The cosmos is there. Springtime is there. Everything concerning life is there. I have arrived. I have arrived. And then when you breathe out, you might make uh, three steps or four steps. Usually, 
your in-breath is a little bit shorter than your out-breath. So when you breathe in and make two steps, uh, you, you will breathe out and make uh, three or four steps. The number of steps where, when you breathe out is uh, bigger. Usually, uh, for me, when I breathe in, uh, three seconds, and then I breathe out, five seconds. When I breathe in and make three steps, and then when I breathe out, I make five steps. When I breathe in, four seconds, usually when I breathe out, I make uh, six seconds. When I five, eight, uh, six, nine. And there are times when uh, the in-breath can last 10 seconds and out-breath can last 15, and sometimes 12 and 18. And if you, you breathe like this, one minute is only uh, enough for two in-breath and two out-breath. Especially in the sitting position, sometimes you can arrive at this. Breathing in, 12 seconds, and breathing out, 18 seconds. If you have a uh, clock, uh, and then it can help, uh, uh, you can breathe with the clock, with uh, the sound of the clock, tick-tock. So the same thing is true with uh, walking. Breathing in, you might begin with two steps. I have arrived, I have arrived. And when you breathe out, I'm home, home, home. The essential is that you feel at home. This is not a declaration. This is not a verbal declaration. This is a realization. When you breathe out and you make a step, you say, I am home. It means I don't have to run anywhere anymore. My home is in the here and the now. Because in the Buddhist tradition, uh, we learn that uh, the past is no longer there, the future is not yet there, there is only the present moment for us to live. And that is why every breath and every step bring us, brings us home to the present moment. So, home here means the here and the now where all the wonders of life are available, where your body is available. So I have arrived, I'm home. For beginners, they might like to practice uh, slow walking meditation alone. They might breathe in and they just make one step and they say, I have arrived. And they have to invest all their body and their mind into making the step in order to truly arrive up 100%. You cannot arrive 1% in the here and the now unless you invest all your body and your mind into it. And if you have not arrived 100%, stay there. Don't make another step. Stay there and breathe until you are sure that you have 
arrive 100%. And then you smile, a smile of victory, and you make another step. <laughs> but that can be done only when you are alone. When you walk with other people, you will create a traffic jam. <laughs> and you don't need someone to tell you whether you have arrived 100% or not. You know. When you arrive, you feel very comfortable in the here and the now. You are satisfied with the here and the now. You don't need to run anymore. You have uh, realized stopping samatha. And you know it. And that brings peace and happiness to you right away. It's just one step. So walk in such a way that you can arrive at every step. You are not looking for something else in the future. You are touching the kingdom of God. You are touching uh, the land of the Buddha in the here and the now. Because your body is already a wonder and everything is a wonder around you. And you are completely satisfied with the here and the now. You are at home. You are home. And you have arrived. So walking meditation is to enjoy going home to the here and the now and enjoy that moment, touching the wonders of life. And when you do that with a group of people who are doing the same thing, and you are supported by the collective energy of the Sangha, and the walking becomes easier. Every, every step is enjoyable. And walking like that, you make uh, the place into the kingdom of God, into the pure land of the Buddha, in right here and right now. And if you are a beginner, you can make good use of the collective energy of the Sangha in order to walk or to sit. You might like to focus your attention on the sole of your, of your foot. You become aware of the contact between your foot and the ground, mother earth. You walk as if you kiss mother earth with your foot with love. You are aware of mother earth that has brought you to life and that will welcome you back and bring you alive again. So walking like that, like kissing the earth, enjoying um, uh, the present moment, every step will be healing, healing at every step. Every step is nourished, Nourishing. Every step is a miracle. The Zen master Linji 
of the Tang Dynasty said that the miracle is not to walk on water or on fire or on thin air. The miracle is to walk on earth. To be alive and to be walking on this planet earth can be a great pleasure, can be a miracle. And every one of us can perform the miracle of walking mindfully. We enjoy every step. There are those of us who spend six months in a sky lab. And when they come home to Earth, they enjoy so much walking on Earth. So just walking can give us a lot of pleasure. And there are those of us who can heal ourselves just by walking. Every step is a miracle. Every step is healing. Every step is nourishment. I have arrived. I am home. I have the arrived in the here and in the now. I am solid. I am free. So here and now are the same thing. I am solid. I am free. It means breathing in and making a step. I dwell solidly in the here and the now. I am not being pulled away by the past or by the future. I am solid. And because I can, I can bear solidly in the here and the now, I'm a free person. I'm free from the worries and the uncertainty concerning the future. I'm free from the regret and the sorrow concerning the past. I'm free from my projects. That is why I walk as a free person. I am solid and I enjoy the here and the now. And uh, walking like that, you may enjoy the beautiful planet, the pure land of the Buddha, or the kingdom of God. Or you may go further, you can touch the ultimate. In the ultimate, I dwell.
later on we shall uh, talk about uh, how to touch the ultimate in the here and the now. But uh, we can already now we say that uh, with uh, mindful breathing, with mindful walking, we can get in touch the wonder with the wonders of life that are available in the here and the now. The body is a wonder of life. The trees out there are wonders of life. The sunshine, everything and planet Earth, and the sun, our star, they are all wonders. And uh, breathing and walking, we can get in touch with those wonders. And that can be done only in the here and the now. It's very clear, very simple. And we need to, to make good use of the collective energy with Sangha in order to do it. To always go back to the here and the now and to get in touch with the wonders of life. And the energy that we use to do that is mindfulness, concentration. When you make a step, that can bring you home to the here and the now. You release everything. You are in touch with the, the wonders of life, with the planet Earth. You become a free person. How much freedom you get when you make one step? You know. There may be a way to measure the degree of freedom that you have when you breathe in or you make a step. But uh, one thing you can know, the more you are mindful, the more you are concentrated, the freer you become. And the more you enjoy the present moment. It is possible to generate the energy of joy, the energy of happiness, the, the energy of peace, just by the practice of mindful breathing, mindful sitting, and mindful walking. And today, after this uh, first Dhamma talk, we shall have uh, the opportunity to work together as a group. Everyone will do his best, her best, in order to generate the energy of mindfulness and concentration by the way of breathing and walking. And together we will create a collective energy of mindfulness, of peace, of brotherhood that will be nourishing. That is uh, something that can be uh, produced only by a retreat. Because that uh, energy of mindfulness, uh, concentration, compassion, can only be produced by the practice. They are not available in the supermarket. 
and the event, uh, a retreat like this, is a very uh, wonderful event. We come together and with one kind of mind, uh, one kind of intention, we practice generating together the energy of mindfulness, of peace, of brotherhood, so that every one of us can nourish ourselves and heal ourselves. Of course, uh, we shall have time to share our insight, uh, the insight of science, of uh, Buddhism. But the purpose is also how to make good use of these insights, of these findings, in order to promote more compassion, understanding, and happiness. With a small bell, we may like to uh, massage our feet. <laughs> 